I just watched earlier today Aubrey Marcus's documentary called Awake in the Darkness, and it's about his journey uh, being in darkness for six days, complete and utter darkness. And there are certain indigenous groups that that are well known for doing this for, I think it's something like the first 18 years of a child's life. It's quite remarkable. And it really, it really resonated with me. And it really, I think just, I don't know what the right word is, confirmed what I have felt to be very true and what is the driving force of the work that I do. Because well, there's two things. I want to speak to the shadow and then I want to talk about what like darkness represents. But at the core of all of this, on the other side of our fear and our pain and our beliefs that we aren't worthy and that we don't belong here, through that not on the other side because we circumvent it, but through that. And therefore, once we reach the other side, because we went through it, is always love. Always. And he beautifully says, love what is. Just like whatever is, love it. You know, we, we all were so often looking for these kind of really complex, complicated techniques and modules and as I've said in the past there's definitely some wonderful practices that are all tools all amazing tools but at the end of the day at least for me in my experience what it comes down to is can I stay can I just stay in my experience and love what is love it all So the shadow, I think, can be defined in many, many ways. But for me, ultimately, the shadow is just simply the parts that we don't want to look at. You know, think about what lies in the shadow we can't see, right? It's it's the, the parts of us that we can't see. And therefore, because we can't see them, they scare us or our wounding often tends to be in the shadow. And so because there's pain and suffering and sadness, uh, associated with it we don't want to look at it and and sometimes the shadow can you know even the darkness can have these really bad connotations they're really scary it's like the boogeyman oh no you know don't 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 go there <laughs> you know don't open that can of worms because god knows what you're going to find in it so we've become we've we've kind of stigmatized the shadow or darkness and the opposite of that is this constant pursuit of happiness but even just like listen to those words the pursuit of happiness it's like we're always chasing something we're always ahead of ourselves we're always outside of ourselves whether we're grasping towards happiness or running away from sadness there's no here in that there's no presence in that and the thing is, is, and I know I've said this before, but my, my perspective is actually nothing should be complicated. It should be very simple. I don't like using the word should, but hey-ho, I, I used it. 
it's simple to me. The most profound things are very simple. And the simplest act, not easy. I'm not, I'm not saying that simple is easy. It's simple. It's not complicated. But the simplest act is to be here, to stay here, and be present with our entire experience with love. When I work with people, that, that's the practice. And, and you think, okay, well, that sounds easy. <laughs> no, it's simple. But the reason why it's not easy is because we have spent a lifetime running away from ourselves. You know, he beautifully talks about, he has this realization in the midst of the darkness of all the ways in which he didn't allow himself to be loved. We yearn for love. We need love. We want people to love us. We want our parents to love us. We want our partner to love us, our friends. And yet we don't often look at in, what, in which ways am I actually blocking myself from receiving love. And that's not said with judgment or punishment. It is deeply vulnerable to receive. We say we want it, but to actually open ourselves up to it is deeply, deeply vulnerable because also what it requires is for us to open up towards ourselves, to be so honest with ourselves, to be so kind and compassionate and patient with all the ways in which we thought we weren't good enough. For whatever reason, we learned it somehow. And we took the story on as truth and we identified ourselves within that story as not being good enough, worthy enough, lovable enough. And again, as I've said many, many times, we live in a culture, in a society that breeds not enough. It's not interested in you being worthy. I hate to say that, but it's the truth, you know? So it's such a, you know, often people are... We, humans, include myself, we're scared. We're scared to go into the shadow or into the darkness because then we have to face ourselves. And God, do we live in a time of distraction like none other, like none other. And we're suffering for it. And the because it, it, it's taking us further and further away from ourselves. You know, all of this, there, there's technology can absolutely be used in a very positive, beneficial way, but it can also be hugely detrimental. If it's keeping us from ourselves, if it's keeping us in the loop of distraction and numbing and running away from and disconnecting us from nature and the real world and real connection with people and... You know, it's like I try to take a walk every day to just take in like the like I was walking today at sunset. I'm like, wow, the sky never bores me. I will never be bored of the sunset sky. There's something so awe evoking in it, like such amazing, wondrous beauty. And I will never get tired of it. That those are the things where like just walking, it fuels me. It gives life to me because there's a, a realness in it. And it's simple, right? It's so exquisitely, beautifully simple. And it brings you into this moment where you 
It's not that you're just taking in the beauty of a sunset, but you're connecting to something within yourself that is allowing yourself to receive this beauty, this experience. And when I do that, it really profoundly brings me into a state of presence. And when I go into a state of presence, I can really feel my heart. And when I feel heart, my heart, I can tap into this experience of just the most crazy abundant love that just, it's like overwhelming sometimes how much there is. I talked to my daughter about that where she's mentioned things about, I think she's like, she loves, she loves her mama and her papa so much that she's like, I don't want to have children when I grow older because I love you so much. She's seven. And I'm like, but love is infinite and abundant. It never runs out. It never, ever runs out. And we can love people in different ways, but it never runs out. Like we make love really conditional, right? And because we make love conditional, we make our human experience conditional. Ah, I'm not going to look at the shadow because those parts of me are bad. They're negative. They're painful. I'm not going to give them my attention. When actually those are the parts that need most our loving attention. Why is it so hard for us to be here? Because we have been told that the darkness is scary, that the shadow is bad, that pain is, it hurts too much. And yet, aren't we hurting, you could say to a certain degree every day because we're running away from ourselves. We're not allowing ourselves to fully receive love because we're not If we don't sit with our pain in the shadow, we can't. We can't fully come to the place of love because what I, you know, I'll speak in my own experience. I've spent a lot of time on my own in my life, meaning physically like sitting by myself in quietude, staring out the window or meditating like in my 20s. I, I, I spent a lot of time doing that and I still do. And now I'm living in an environment that's very quiet. There's not much, there's not a whole lot of distraction or stimulation, which is, you know, sometimes boring, but also really lends itself to just like being, just being. And, and I'm not saying that there isn't a discomfort that can come about when we go into our shadow But that's another thing. Like, why is that a bad thing? Okay, it's uncomfortable. So be with the discomfort. Like, that's okay. Can that be okay too? Breathe into that. But I can say that, like, if I look back at my 20s, most especially my 20s and also my 30s, the the act of staying, staying, just staying with my experience and learning not to judge it, and learning not to run away from it. I can say now in my 40s, I feel free. Now, I'm not perfect. I never claimed to, to be. But I don't have that same level of angst maybe that I had in my 20s or just like inner conflict or, you know, I can still have my down days, but there's it, this practice 20 years practice of staying with myself I trust myself now I really really trust myself and because of that 
nothing feels too scary on an emotional level like that. Nothing feels too scary because once you learn to stay and you learn to trust yourself because you become that kind of loyal friend that we all want, then just by nature of that, it's not as scary. So I think as individuals and especially as a collective, this is what we're being asked to do right now. Like we're being asked to look at the shadow. We're, we're walking into the darkness. We're in the darkness as a collective. And yet the only way out is through. And the only way through is with love. And, you know, we have to unlearn a lot of things. We've got to strip back a lot of the connotations and the definitions and the labels and the ideas, just the ideas of what we have about being human. Like, it's totally okay to not be okay. It's totally okay to have a day where you want to cry all day. It's totally okay to feel lonely and sad or angry or confused or this is just part of the human experience. Whoever said that that was not okay and whoever did say that it was not okay was clearly not in relationship to themselves. So there's... There, I, there's such great wisdom when we can stay with these parts of us. And I don't want to give the documentary away if you, if you watch it. I really recommend it. But what, like, what he begins to see and experience after like three days of being in the dark, utter, complete darkness, is profound. And, and it just goes to show that like light is within the darkness, as I said, it's like healing is within the shadow. Love is within the shadow. It's easy to love ourselves when we're like great, like when we're feeling fit and happy and beautiful, handsome, successful. I mean, I say that like with a bit of sarcasm or humor, not sarcasm, but humor because people can still feel very unhappy, right? But it's easy to love ourselves when we're feeling good. But actually when it's most important is when we're feeling like shit, that's when we need the most love. Because just think of it as like when we're feeling down, what do we want from someone? We want a hug. What does a hug represent? Love, acceptance, validation, compassion, empathy, understanding, being seen, being heard, being felt, not being alone, belonging, a million and one things it means. And yet this is, this is, this is the work. This is what we need to learn to do for ourselves is how do we embrace ourselves with love no matter how we're feeling. We've got to step out of judgment. And, you know, the reflection of what's going on in the world right now, the amount of judgment that is going on towards other people, to me, is just a very strong indicator of how judgmental people are of themselves. Because when you drop into that state of love, like when I was looking at the, the sunset, how can you judge? You can't. When you're in that space and state of being, you just can't. Because when you're truly in love, in the state of love, there's, there's, it, there's no space for judgment, for hatred. And, and the thing is, again, you know, it's like I become far less judgmental of myself, but of course there are going to be times where I still have judgment. I've become much better at not judging other people, but of course there are times where I'm going to have judgment. But I recognize it and it doesn't feel good, you know? 
And so then it's always an invitation of like, ah, okay, I've gone into judgment. Come back. Come back to love. Come back to love. And my sense is we can access that more if we're willing to go into our own darkness, into our own shadow, into all the parts that we want to hide from, that we want to keep hidden in the shadows that scare us. If we can turn around and shed a loving light on these things and be there, stay with ourselves in it, it, it transforms us. And then this, this is what transforms the world. It's an inside out job. Now more than ever. So get curious about the dark. Get curious about your own shadow. Don't run, turn around, stay. Just stay, practice staying. One breath, two breaths, five breaths, five minutes, one day, you know, moment by moment. Stay and on the other side of that is unconditional love. Stay and on the other side of that is freedom. Thanks for listening. Loving you all from afar.